Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about Kobe. Kobe Bryant, the great Laker basketball player, father, entertainer, just overall personality that we all loved and knew, passed away at the age of 41, along with his daughter Gianna and a couple of her teammates coaches from her basketball team Mm -hmm. youth basketball team yeah she was 13 but yeah i mean i don't think we've done a memoriam type episode before i first heard the news from you actually you texted me like yo is this real i googled it to see there's like a tmz article and like one other one but it wasn't confirmed i went on twitter there was like nothing yet this was before it really hit And then all of a sudden, within a few minutes, it was just everywhere. Where did you first see it or hear about it? I was actually about to start a round of golf. And Joey, who I was with, got a call from like his brother-in-law. But then he hung up and he just looks at me and he just tells me like, this dude just called me and said that Kobe's dead. Yeah, it's, it's one of those moments that when we're old, like talking back about it, we'll know exactly where we were. Kobe came into the league around 96. I was only three years old then, so I didn't see the very beginning of it. But by the time him and the Lakers went on that crazy three-peat run at the start of the century, I was definitely tuned into that and into basketball. So he was kind of like a big presence from when I started watching basketball. I was a fan of Kobe before I was even a fan of basketball. Mm. I became a fan of basketball because of Kobe. Damn. I even started playing basketball because of Kobe. Wow. I feel like there's that player for every sport or every generation, you know. Like Derek Jeter for baseball. I mean, (laughs) we can get into that, but they came up literally the same year in 96, have the same amount of titles. Yeah. Did all that work with one team. Yeah. I always have rooted for the Lakers because this happened while I was still in the Dominican Republic. Like, we don't have a NBA team over there, so right. we just kind of root for players or whatever it is. And Kobe was that guy. It had to be, like, 2000, 2001, which was when their three-peat was happening. Because yeah. I remember one of my friends in school, he was, like, a major Kobe fan. And he'd, like, come every day, like, yo, did you see the playoff game? <laughs> they won, this and that. And that topic was hot at the time, so we would, like, grab a basketball and start playing. Right. And we'd try to pull off like those fadeaway shots like him yeah from jump like all of us there at least at that playground were like trying to be like kobe and that's like my earliest memory of it that became a thing you know on the playground in general not just where you were at at that time but everyone when they would let off a shot mainly fadeaways but even just anything you just yell out kobe for everyone like literally across america like i'm sure every classroom and literally no other player has something like that yeah like i'm fully down with the idea of having whoever's in charge of dictionaries just have the word kobe and the definition be something like when you take a contested or a crazy fed away shot whether you miss or make it right into trash can any sort of bucket like object and just have it there going off that too in terms of definitions or meanings of Kobe, his name is from Kobe Beef. That's how it was picked by his parents. Yeah, when you become 
more known than the actual thing you were named after, you've done well. How many people do you think have eaten Kobe beef, like, you know, younger kids, and been like, wait, was this beef named after Kobe? I'm sure I've probably even thought about it. And his nickname, Black Mamba, is from Kill Bill, the Tarantino movie, because that's the code name for Uma Thurman's character. So, you know, a lot of interesting name stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Plus, in terms of his kind of status in the world, there's only so many people where you just need to say their name as one word or one name. You don't have to say Kobe Bryant. You just say Kobe and everyone knows who you're talking about. There's just some people that are like just larger than quote unquote life. No matter where you are in the world, like people know who this guy is. And obviously he's been clear since his death, like the memoriams and the videos and messages and just paragraphs of people writing how much they love them have been like nonstop. And I don't expect them to end anytime soon. And that's okay. And also for people of LA, like it's a whole different thing because Lakers fans are diehards and Kobe was their guy. I mean, of course the Lakers have had great players and teams in the past, you know, Magic Johnson and all them, but Kobe was just a whole other level of a symbol for the Lakers and LA in general. Yeah, there's very few fan bases that have what Kobe had with LA. Mm -hmm. The only other one I can think of is Jeter with the New York Yankees. Right. But other than that, there's been great players, but they've either gone to other cities or... Yeah. You know, but Kobe has just always had that diehard connection with LA. It's legit, like, their God here in LA. Yeah. He's like a religion here. It's crazy. Yeah, I went to check out the Staples Center, too, after it happened. And they had, like, signs up on digital billboards saying, you know, in memory, RIP, etc. And people were definitely really emotional about it. And, like, L.A. is the epicenter of where this hit the most. But it's definitely something that also, across the U.S. and just across the whole world, is just, you know, everyone is surprised and shocked by it. Gotta be thankful for Kobe just for introducing me into the world of basketball, period. So in terms of background on Kobe, basically he was born in Philly, ended up moving to Italy from 6 to 13 because his dad had also been an NBA player. And after he finished in the NBA, he went over and played in Italy for a bit. So Kobe had some formative years there and learned Italian and everything. Then came back to Philly, played there in high school, and then was so good he went straight from high school to the nba yeah so in 1996 my boy was picked in the first round 13th pick but from high school that's pretty impressive not even gonna lie and also since he was still 17 at the time his parents had to co-sign his contract then in 1996 he starts his career youngest player ever too to start an nba game at the time he didn't start off the hottest. It took a, a while for him to set his feet, but that was only the beginning, obviously. Like you just said, he was the youngest player ever. Yeah, and I mean, he came around by the end of the season, too. He ends up winning the NBA dunk contest that year. Becomes one of the hyped-up faces of the NBA right away. Yeah, also the youngest to ever win the dunk contest, which, you know, you see the theme developing here. A lot of 
youngest ever stats, at least at the time. Didn't quite become an all-star right away that first season, but the next season, his first all-star game. He did miss one season right after, in 1999, where he wasn't an all-star, but right after that, was an all-star every year until the end of his career. And in terms of like the regular season, he started every game that season as well, but it was also a shorter season than usual because there was a lockout that year, so it was only 50 games total compared to 82. And he got rewarded for all that as well. So he got a six-year contract for $70 million at that point. And they didn't win any championships in those years at the end of the 90s. But once 2000 hit, it was a different story. Y2K. <laughs> well, wait, I didn't even think about this, but Y2K, does the K stand for Kobe? I mean... That's for you to decide. (laughs) But yeah, in the year 2000, the Kobe era, I feel like this is where it began. Yeah. The beginning years were like, you know, just getting the feet wet, getting used to the league, all that. But then once 2000 switched and all the computers fake malfunctioned, that's when Kobe really became Kobe. Yeah, he hacked the system for real. 2000 was the beginning of the famous Laker 3P. So from the year 2000 to 2002, the Lakers win consecutive NBA championships for their famous 3P. Yeah. Shaq is also a big part of that. Shaquille O'Neal. They were a pretty dynamic duo, although, you know, they definitely had their internal and sometimes public arguments too. But when they were playing at their best, they were still great teammates yeah and this was super important like just in basketball overall because yeah all the years before the name was michael jordan mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong kobe is like michael jordan's carbon copy almost to the game the trash away the fadeaway the clutchness yeah the high dunks kobe pretty much became the new jordan became the new jordan in this moment like jordan's now yeah almost washed his prime is below him now we see the new face or the possible new face of the nba and right he took care of that so yeah after that the three-peat they don't get a fourth in a row and after that season right after it ends was when all the news around his sexual assault case started popping up that whole thing basically became a big thing for him in his career i mean to this day and some people have forgiven him some have not he basically had to kind of figure things out after that in terms of how he wanted to kind of move forward as kobe and that was also when he took on this black mamba pseudonym and basically just focused even more on his dedication to the sport, but also being a great father and et cetera. But that was in 2003, later half. And uh, yeah, the Lakers basically didn't get a chip again for the next few years, even though they did make it to the finals a couple of times. And Kobe also changed his jersey number from 8 to 24 at the start of the 2006 to 07 season. We move on to that 07-08 season where Kobe gets his first 
regular season MVP. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy it took that long. Yeah, like, he was close his whole career, but always fell short. And he has some bad juju from, you know, the sexual assault case. This was a time where he was kind of starting to come back up. And, yeah, first MVP. And only MVP. Not to be, like, a spoiler, but it's crazy that this is the only one he ever got. Yeah, it's insane. But that season, they don't get the chip. They fall a little short. But Mamba mentality... They came back strong 2009 and won it all and brought it back on 2010 and won it all again. And he got NBA Finals MVP both times, too. I remember this because it was crazy. Like, we really thought we were really close to seeing another 3P, which would have been insane. Yeah, I mean, the whole decade, too, even when they didn't win, they were always in high contention and made it to the finals several times that they didn't win. So they were, by far and away, the team of the decade, for sure. Like, without any question. 2010 was the last chip Kobe and the Lakers got. And after that, it was a lot of uh, injuries and a lot of time off the court. Then we fast forward to 2016, where he played his last game in Staples Center, where he went off, scoring 60 points. Pretty iconic moment. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't even talk about his 81-point game. Which technically is second all-time to the famous Will Chamberlain 100-point game. But basketball was so different back then that, to me, I would put Kobe's 81 higher than that, for sure. Easily. And we've pretty much been giving pros and cons along the way. But, I mean, overall, the biggest pro, obviously, is he's one of the best basketball players and athletes of all time top three basketball players with Jordan and LeBron and he was also great father great mentor and the biggest con for anyone who's on the con side the sexual assault case which I understand and it's a complicated part of his legacy but I mean how does it sit with you at the moment I'm not trying to get canceled right now but this isn't even supposed to sound like I'm okay with it, but I'm fine with it. Like, it happened. It's literally Me Too movement before Me Too movement. Right. I guess I'm more okay with it because of the outcome, which is basically this one person, this lady, that accused them of the sexual assault. It wasn't something ongoing, kind of like a Cosby problem or a Louis C.K. I almost see this closer to what happened to a season sorry where like these two people had sex and one wasn't fully okay with it because either she thought she couldn't say no or again whatever the case is we've heard many of these and to me even now and it's not even just because it's kobe so i'm gonna be on his side it seems like one of those misunderstandings in the situation he moved on he became a family man it wasn't ever really a problematic person after that that i know of it was one of those things where like it was an obvious mistake and i think he understood that and now we see that he became someone that you can still look up to and let your kid be okay with having him as an idol or something like that but that's how i feel about it yeah i mean none of this is trying to discredit the accuser i think there is 
more of a gray area than people make it out to be sometimes in terms of people like to look at it very black and white. But I think part of the Me Too movement, I feel like the idea is for people to learn and take accountability and for people like Kobe and Aziz to see these situations where you learn this line is not okay to cross and that if someone is rejecting your advances, you need to be more aware of that and etc. And in Kobe's apology at the time, he said, although I truly believe this encounter between us was consensual, I recognize now that she did not and does not view this incident the same way I did. And personally, I feel like he did grow from it and became a great father. And in terms of his legacy, I think it just that is part of his story and no one's trying to say it's not. But he was also this amazing person. And again, that's not to put down what happened or discredit it. But, you know, he wasn't a perfect person and none of us are. Yeah, I guess let's get back to the more positive side of his legacy, which is how most of us will remember him, I believe. Yeah. Let's try to pro and con some things. I'm down. So, we know Kobe, iconic number 24, for sure, at least in my head and in my heart, but also number eight. Right. What do you think about possibly retiring these numbers league-wide? Well, first of all, pro or con, eight or 24. I like the single numbers more because there's only 10 of them overall, you know, zero through nine. But it's something about eight that isn't strong enough for me. Maybe it's just because he didn't have it for as long, and I don't remember him having it for that long because I was younger. Weirdly, I feel like I remember 8 more than 24, and I would pro it more. I guess I'm a little bit more down with 24 because it's fresher in my memory, and it's also one number over Jordan's 23, and I feel like in his mentality, he felt like he was better than Jordan. Right. Plus, it's also the NBA shot clock number for a possession, which... Quick side note, that was a nice tribute when teams across the league and even people playing on 2K would let the 24-second shot clock run out as a tribute to him. Yeah, and some teams even did a 8-second violation mm-hmm. Yeah, for his number 8, right? which is crazy, both his numbers. But going back to your question of if they should retire his numbers across the league, I mean, I don't know, like I would pro it like i wouldn't be mad at it but i don't know if it's necessary even though he's one of the greatest all time and i only say that because there are only so many numbers in existence i have two answers i guess i'm conning retiring number eight but i'm proing number 24 two numbers is a lot like you just said there's only so many and you'd be taking two it's like choose one and eight being one of the 10 only single digit numbers exactly like that's a problem but yeah i feel like that's actually a pretty good compromise like i'd be down with that sticking to the number 24 you ever play 21 the basketball game of course i mean it's the game of all basketball courts across america i'm sure pick up yeah what do you think about the idea of instead of playing 21 playing kobe or 24 Basically, it would work the same as 21, where everything is two points except for free throws, which count as one point. 
And traditionally, you would go up to 20 with point game, meaning you have to score one more to win. It's usually like a trick shot or a shot from really far. Usually just like a three-pointer is how I've played. Yeah, if you miss, you went back to 15 points, I believe. But now with Kobe or 24, you would go up to 23 points in the order to score one more to get to 24. If you miss, however, instead of going down to 15, you'd go to 8. The 8 part is extreme, but I'm down for it because who cares about 21, man? That number has no significance to us. I'd give the game a light pro. I like the idea of keeping Kobe's name. But I do agree that the going back down to 8 is very extreme. And also worth noting, coincidentally, that the park we used to play at for basketball most often was called 24. And that wasn't after Kobe. That was after the school, but still. I feel like they might have to rename that school soon. I wonder if kids like in the neighborhood are going to just start doing that, even if they don't officially name it. Yeah, that'd be fire because the courts were like right next to a playground. Mm -hmm. Maybe they should name that playground Gianna Park or something like that. That'd be pretty fire too. Yeah. Pro or con, Kobe's music career. Kobe was a rapper for people who don't know. Mm -mm -mm. Maybe it was low key. I feel like I always knew though, but maybe... That's because we were, like, into hip-hop, but, mm-hmm. yeah, Makan is music. <laughs> That's a major con, <laughs> I mean, his boy Shaq wasn't any better, but but what about the kicks, though? Obviously, you're a big sneakerhead. I like sneakers, too. I mean, he's had many versions, but in general... I'm gonna go with a light pro, and I go with that because I'll say, like, half of them I would for sure not wear or like, mm-hmm. but... I'll say even Kobe shoes post Achilles heel tear injury that he got. I really liked the design. They were super simple. They were all very low cut because obviously he didn't want to wear high shoes because of the leg problems. I never owned any. I wanted a couple, but yeah, I, I like Kobe shoes. Yeah, I would give him a light con. Like I don't hate him, so I wouldn't give him a major con, but I was never drawn to them. They're not terrible. They're pretty average basketball shoes, I would say. That's fair. What about the hair difference? You got the Afro Kobe and the clean shaven Kobe, which, I don't know, was your look inspired by that at all, by Kobe? Damn, I sense shade, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say he fully inspired the look, but I would say that his look for sure would make me feel more confident to rock that out once the hairline recedes completely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wouldn't be afraid to rock that baldy because I know Jordan too, but I liked Kobe swag a little bit more. Yeah. But I'm pretty down with Afro Kobe too. That was was a cold look. I never had an Afro, but it was pretty dope. So which would you pro-con more? I'm going baldy. Yeah, I feel like I have to. It's more classic Kobe. Just to end this... We saw the first part of his life, which was his NBA career, and we were only getting started of what was going to be the future of Kobe, and that was his creating programs and running teams for his daughters and creating opportunities for literally his whole community, which he was loved for. Like, who knows what could have come from him. But once again, rest in peace. To everyone in the crash, that is Gianna Bryant, John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, Christina Mosser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and the pilot, 
Ara, Zobayan, and of course, the legend, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, R.I.P. And forever number 8 and 24 in our hearts. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Mamba out.